Hello everyone, we're going to start off with a fun question to get to know each other. Um, if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? I guess I would want to know something practical about myself, which is, like, would I have a house, would I be in a stable job, like, what my future holds or like did I meet my goals in life that I wanted to accomplish that's a good answer especially when thinking about like you know the endless possibilities of what a crystal ball can show you I think like a good answer would obviously be the future and I think it's interesting that you said that like all those different topics especially with um did did you accomplish your goals did you reach what you were hoping to reach but yeah, so for my answer for the crystal ball question, hmm, I'd probably ask more about myself because here's the thing, okay? So I could ask like what my future holds and like what my life ahead of me can bring, but in all honesty, I feel like the hardest thing I have with myself is just um, trying to figure out who I am and like what's the truth about myself because the thing is is like you could perceive yourself one way while others perceive you another way and I just think that like man if there was a neutral third party item that I could use to figure out who am I I'd probably use this crystal ball to find out. And I agree that um, I would ask about myself and see like what um, what area of like in career career wise I would choose to go to or what it looks like in the future so yeah I would choose asking about myself and then possibly the career route of my life so Rebecca and Aliana you guys would kind of um ask the crystal ball to kind of foretell your future and your possible career goals then yeah um for me um, I definitely would like to know if I'm going to work in a hospital because uh, one of my biggest dreams, uh, um, I'm a social major and I hope to work in a children's hospital one day and it'd be cool to know, hey, did I actually reach there? Yeah, I would ask about career goals as well just because I have so many interests in things like I like makeup, I like art, dancing. And then I am studying to for computer science, and it's just, there's just a lot of things that I'm interested in that I'm, like, unsure about. So I would like to see, like, what would I be the happiest in and what would make more money so that I'm, like, financially stable. I feel like the odd one out now, because I'm, like, not really thinking too much about, like, future-wise, I guess. Like... I think it's just me and my personality, but I always kind of feel like, oh, well, if whatever the future holds happens, it happens. For me, it's kind of just like I have this image of what I want to achieve, but I'm not really curious about whether I achieve it unless I get there by myself, per se. Like, I like to go with the flow when it comes to that. It's about, like, what would you want to know about yourself specifically? I guess what I'm looking for from the crystal ball and it, it sounds really weird when I say this but I'm looking for like a whole like character report here so like you know obviously like what, what are my stats what are my strong suits what are my 
weaknesses? Um, where do I fall within um, a moral range? Um, would I be considered a good person based off of, you know, all the people around me? Would I be considered a horrible person? Um, basically, I just want like a clear cut like report because the thing is, is like I could go around and I can ask people like what it is they think about me and I could ask myself, what do I think about myself? But in the end, like both answers can be a little biased on both sides. So I feel like with this crystal ball, like maybe I can just get some like clear answers from a third party. I think that's awesome. I didn't really think about that um, when it came to this question. Um, but that's that's a really good thing to think about and probably get answers on to. I'd probably relate it to like, you know, like, let's just say you're up late at night and you're just having those like late night thoughts sessions. I feel like this is one of the questions that like pops up in my head. Like, what's what's the truth about me? What's a lie? What's the truth? Um, what do people see? Um, is there an unbiased way to tell myself apart from other people? I Sometimes I sit and think about that. And, you know, I think this question perfectly gives an opportunity to question yourself and everything around you. I really like that idea because I'm just, like, curious now that you say that. Like, okay, what... Like, I honestly want to know what are my actual strengths and what are my actual weaknesses that people see on the outside. And you you may think you may get a clear answer from your boss or someone that you really know, but then you always think, okay, is I mean, that opinion is going to be biased or they may not tell you everything. One thing I could also ask the crystal ball is like, hey, uh, who did I end up with? Um, I, I need to know, am I alone with like 20 dogs, three cats, and I volunteer sometimes to keep myself happy? Or am I married to someone, you know, no kids, has kids, maybe grandkids? Like, I think that's the only other thing I would ask. Like, hey, did I end up with someone or am I just happy with myself? And yes, that 20 dogs and three cats scenario, um, that is something I hope I could have. I love dogs and I love other animals and I love volunteering so that kind of future would be considered me being content with my life. I'm just thinking about this crystal ball idea like if we could know our future but then would we accidentally change it if we knew? So in general it might be dangerous to know or like or maybe it could be beneficial too like if you did have any major regrets in life, that maybe you could change your path to, like, not have those regrets. But what if you see, what like, if you your picture, a picture of your future, and then, like, you don't know when that's going to happen exactly, but then you live out your life, and then once you get to that point, and then you're like, dang, I just saw this, like, way back when, and it actually happened. Like a deja vu moment? Yes, gotta like that. Speaking of like deja vu, like do you guys ever, um, do you ever get those deja vu kind of moments? Like, I don't know why, but I, I don't know what it is. Like I'll have like a time where I'm sitting at my desk and I'm like spacing out for a little bit 
And, you know, there's clearly a vivid scene going on in my head. And I don't think much about it. I just kind of, you know, let it go. But then, like, a few weeks later, that same feeling comes back. And it's, like, the exact, like, replica of what happened while I was daydreaming. I I don't know. Does anyone else have For me, like, I used to get deja moments all the time as a kid. Like, I don't get them as frequently now, which I don't know why. But I don't know. I was actually watching this, like, YouTube video about it, and there's, like, three different aspects of how you could, like, the reasons why you had deja vu. Like, the scene could be familiar, even though, like, say there's, like, a tablecloth that you you know from your grandma that you had that, and then you have that same pattern is in, like, on a different table. And so that kind of could be, like, a deja vu feeling, but you can't remember where you seen that tablecloth from. Basically, you you kind of, like, play this out in your mind of, okay, this might happen because this has happened in the past. Like, for, for example, like, where someone gets upset or whatever, like, you kind of already feel like you already know how things are going to play out. Yeah, I would have to agree with you with, like, the antsy feeling of, like, wait a minute, did this happen already? Um, I don't remember this. Am I just living through it again? Like, it freaks me out sometimes because, like, some of these, like, daydreams or moments I have, it's, like, there's, like, the there's a bad outcome to it that I, like, I didn't like. And so when I relive it, I'm just sitting here, like, oh, please say psych right now. Please tell me this is not going to end how I, how it did when I was, you know, spacing out. <laughs> And eventually it doesn't, but it's just the unpleasant feeling of just sitting there and, like, bracing yourself that's like, oh my gosh, please, please don't. I personally haven't had, like, deja vu, like, probably since high school. And I don't think I've ever had, like, a time where it was, like, it made me feel antsy. Um, Just because I would be like, oh, that's a deja vu moment. I just realized this happened, like, before. But, yeah, I don't think I've had, like, one that, like, caused me to freak out or, like, get scared about it, an ending happening. Which, I'm sorry, Isabel, that happened to you. It's all good. I'm I'm kind of thinking, I'm chalking it up to, like, maybe, like, it, it feels antsy because of, like, anxiety or just, like, um, I guess overthinking things, too. Because, like... You know, the thought itself is just fine. Like, okay, I've had this thought. Moving on with the rest of my life. But if you sit there and you, like, think about it over and over again, it's like, oh, goodness gracious. (laughs) Now it's stuck. Another feeling that's kind of similar to deja vu but not is that have you guys ever, like, went to sleep, and then you woke, woke, you, like, were falling in your dream, and then you wake up suddenly. Like, that's another feeling that I hate. It's like, I feel like I'm falling off a building or something, or, like, like I guess flying for two seconds, and then, like, I'm afraid I'm going to go splat. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I had a dream once. Well, I was drowning, but I had a dream that I, like, always remembered. I was running away from a cat and then I fell into a pool with a killer whale in it 
And then I started drowning. And then over at the other side of the pool, it was like, you know, guarded because killer whales don't just swim about. I was drowning and I felt that during my sleep. That's kind of, that's kind of scary. Oh my gosh. It's just like those life and death moments that you feel like are going to happen, but then they're in a dream, which I don't know. Like, it's it's weird to think that we can have those bit, like, scary of a dream, and then, like, I don't know if that's supposed to interpret things. Like, it'd be cool to go to, like, a dream interpreter and, like, why you were feeling that or, like, what was going on in your life in that time around. Oh, speaking of the whole falling from, like, the building thing, for my answer was what Rebecca and Eliana said. So, like, I have definitely had those dreams where it's, like, there's that really abrupt feeling like you're going to fall off of something and you wake up in, like, a cold sweat in the middle of your bed. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, thank goodness I'm alive. Now, the thing with me is, is that I don't remember what happened in the dream. All I remember is that, oh, I felt like I was falling and now I'm awake. But I've heard, like, a, I wouldn't call it a theory, but, like, I guess, like, I don't even want to call it a myth. But a lot of people associate it with saying, like, oh, well, an angel from heaven was um, taking you up, but they dropped you back down. And I don't know, that, hearing that kind of freaked me out, not gonna lie, especially with the idea of it. I think, like, it's a good, it's, like, a good way to, like, rationalize why you fell. Like, just to make you think, like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that happened. I was gonna go to heaven. And, you know. (laughs) But, um, yeah, that's, like, one of the answers that could be, you could just be just, like, I don't know. That's, like, the most gracious thing I could think of, like, when you think about falling in your dream. (laughs) I think it was a good idea to end on the whole part of like the folklore thing because right what we're talking about in cultural conversations is the folklore or the folk tale of Mulan or the ballad. I don't even know what to describe it as. Cultural conversations. In this next segment, we will talk about how the Mulan live action was negatively received and its depiction of the original ballad. This ballad, the Ballad of Mulan, is the oldest known version of Mulan's story. A short poem, it dates back to 386 to 581 AD and tells the familiar story of Mulan taking her father's place in battle. Twelve years later, she returns home and reveals she was a woman to her fellow soldiers. As time passed, aspects of the story changed or were added. In 1998, Disney made their version of Mulan. Then, in 2020, Disney made a live-action version. So, first things first, um, have you guys seen the original Mulan and or the live action movie at all? I've actually seen both. Um, I've seen uh, the uh, animation one and two and then the live action. I'm glad you brought up the, um, when you were talking about the original, you said one and two, because I don't, I don't see a lot of people talking about two, but... Yeah, I've seen Mulan 1, Mulan 2, and then the 2020 live-action movie. What's your opinion on the original movie? Okay, strictly Mulan 1 and Mulan 2, the animated series, of course. 
I love the animated um, movies for Mulan 1. Well, I love the first one because it was about a girl who um, wanted to save her father and she trained and to fight and she got strong and um, then she was true to herself in the end of that movie. And then the second one, I think, was a little bit more cheesy, I guess. It was about um, three princesses who needed to be married off and then um, to save their kingdom. And um, But then in the end, like, Mulan was supposed to marry... Like, she married one of the sons, but then she didn't. Like, it was like Mushu stopped the marriage, and then she ended up um, with Shane. Anyways... Like, it was really cheesy, I guess, because there was, like, four couples in the end. You guys can help me with the names. I can't remember the names. That's embarrassing for the the guys, but yes. I think you meant um, the three soldiers from, like, uh, General Shang's um, entourage. So, I know one of them was named Ling. One of them was named Yao. And I believe the other was, hmm. Oh, 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 I remember now. Chian Po. Chian Po was his name. Yeah, no, you're totally right, though, about, like, the whole plot of, like, why I liked Mulan. Like, kind of the same reason you like Mulan, Rebecca. Um, I mainly kind of liked the two animated series only because, like, with the Disney princesses at the time that I was younger, I guess, like, there wasn't really much, you know, representation back then. And so to see that there was a Disney movie based on Chinese culture and, you know, was centered around, like, you know, the idea of, like, oh, there is an Asian princess now, I was so happy because it's like, oh, my gosh, this person is someone I can relate to. This is something I can watch. This is something I can enjoy. And it just made my my little heart very happy. So I quite enjoyed that. I like the fact that like it talked about the um, filial piety and the hierarchy within the family. I, I like that part. Um, and then like I just loved how um, it wasn't like, you know, like Ariel or any other of like the Disney movies I've seen, like, with, like, for example, like, Snow White and Cinderella, they already have it set in stone that there's a prince, and they obviously need to marry them, but in Mulan, it doesn't, it doesn't make it feel like it's an option, it was just kind of hinted near the end of the movie that, hey, Shang would be joining us for dinner. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie, but yes, Shang would be joining them for dinner, and it was kind of hinted that, hey, they were kind of together at the end. And with like Mulan 2, it just was kind of that really calm sequel to let everyone know that like, hey, Shang and Mulan are engaged now. They're going to get married and now they're on a new mission. And the thing about Mulan 2 that was kind of obviously very cheesy, but at the same time entertaining was the fact that they introduced three whole new characters, um, the three princesses, of the emperor and the three princesses fall in love with three guards of shang's 
infantry. But yeah, I think that sequel was just like a big tie to the whole um, plot with did Mulan and Shang end up together? What happened to Ling, po, Ling Yao, and Chan Po? Because, you know, in the first movie, they were talking about like, oh, you know, I wish I had a girl waiting for me back home and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they were talking about being single. And so I think this like puts a good like ending little bow on top that, you know, everyone got to see who they wanted. They got to love who they wanted. And it was just a nice, nice wrapped up ending. But yeah, that's that's probably why I like the animated series a lot. I think like I let uh, for the animated series or movies. I like the message of the first one just because it wasn't like she was going out to do this thing that she had like a mission on and she was like super powerful for like a girl's like perspective and being an Asian girl it is a good like thing to look up to and um like I just felt like that was super powerful in that way and then for the second movie like um, I think I appreciated the fact that Mulan and Shang were fighting and um, like it kind of just goes to show that like, you know, regular princesses, like it's not all peachy in a relationship. <laughs> so I guess that could like be like a little slip of like realistic things. But, um, but yeah, I just like that they have Mu- Mushu in it both too, like Rebecca said as well. Yeah, I think going back to what, like, Aliana said about, like, the message of the first one was great. And then for the second one, talking about how, like, it kind of shows the different sides of being in a relationship, I think. Because, like, most female, like, Disney movies, when it comes to, like, you know, Cinderella, um, Snow White, and... uh sleeping beauty they end up with like they're happily ever after with their man and it's all it's all peachy it's all good it's all flowers and rainbows you know nothing goes wrong there but with the second movie it kind of shows you the other side like hey although like these two people or these two characters i should say are in love with each other and they are engaged to each other that doesn't mean they can't have like a fight every so often or like disagree on certain things kind of shows you like the other half of what to expect i also think that had to play in with the fact that they brought up the symbolism of like yin and yang which was also kind of something i didn't pick up on until after aliana pointed out like the idea of like here's the other side of just like a happy relationship and yeah but i remember when like the father of mulan like gave shang and mulan these necklaces um i don't remember who got what um i think i think mulan got yin and i think shang got yang because yin represents the moon and the feminine qualities while yang represents the sun and the masculine qualities um something to also i think about i guess um it is the fact that like um yang could have been by curious or like no like just because it's like 
is that, I don't know if that's like wrong to think about just because like I've seen like a lot of things online saying that like Yin what Yin I'm sorry Yang didn't know he like she was a girl apparently so it's like okay they were feeling each other but like you know what I mean he didn't know until like later or I might be reading this wrong (laughs) I mean to be fair like it kind of felt kind of like there was tension obviously like I, I i would have to agree that like maybe shang might have felt that way about mulan when she was paying i wasn't so sure it was hard to tell honestly because like as a kid you're not really like thinking too much about it you're just kind of like oh my gosh this training montage is happening are they is she gonna make it is she gonna fail out of training and then you know the song is an absolute like I don't know, the beat is an absolute bop, but when I look at the uh, lyrics, they're kind of oof. <laughs> Not really up to date, but it's okay. But yeah, no, I think I've, I've seen that of where it was like the discussion of like, was he bi? Was he bi-curious? Like, did Mulan as a man, w- well, when she was dressed as a man, did she like kind of sway him in a certain way? Like, I think that that was a good discussion. And I and I want to say it's just like, we'll never know. It's kind of just up for discussion and how you interpret it. Uh, sorry, how you interpret it. Um, but I would have to agree that like, yeah, there was like, there was some tension in there. I think later on, especially when like, they were facing the Huns on the snowy mountain. I think that's when, that's when the realization kind of kicked in. Thing for me when I think of that is that okay, this movie, the first movie came out in 1998, which is the year I was born, and so like they weren't socially accepting that idea yet. But I like that we can think okay, that could have happened, and I would like to think that maybe one day they could have explored that more. You know what I mean? Um, and. It'd be interesting to see a character in a princess show be more expressive on, like, who they want to be with. I guess, like, I guess what I think the words you're looking for is, like, having a princess that's a little more open with, like, who they love. So, for example, not just limiting it to just a prince, but maybe someday, like, a princess who is in love with another princess kind of scenario. Yes, thank you. Moving on from the original, and this is I, this is where I feel like maybe where we're going to get a little passionate, though. Okay, so my next question is, uh, what's your opinion on the live-action movie? Now, I know we've discussed this on and off in private about, um, because I remember, I think, Eliana, Rebecca, both of you watched it together, right? Yes, we watched it together, and, like, there were some aspects of the movie that they, I wish they would have gone into, um, kind of like what I was saying about the animation part. It would have been cool to see a different side of Mulan that we did not see in the animation. I think that, like... When it came to the live action, they they did take a different route of from the original, but I felt like the original was just so good that um, I didn't think the live action uh, played up to its part. Okay, yeah. So 
with like the live action, like I don't know if I'm going to, I'm just going to talk about it now, even though it might come up in the later question, but like there were some scenes I would have to say, like the way they explained it, like some of the story was changed for the live action. And then some of the, like, I guess like the, the direction in the CGI and you know, I, it was, it was okay. It didn't live up to the expectations, obviously, but, um, there were some scenes in the beginning, like when they were invading the walls, um, that gave me very old dubbed movies, like crouching tiger, hidden dragon kind of vibes with like some of the fight scenes with the way they were floating into the air. Like there were just some scenes that like really messed with me like for example when they were invading the walls they like the the huns or whoever was supposed to play the bad guy i don't i don't really know for the live action if they changed the format but um he like jumped off his horse and then him and his men started running up the walls and that's 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 when it got kind of like uh you know maybe Maybe not. Maybe maybe not include this scene. I don't know. It just felt really... It felt more like a fantasy. The cartoon version at the beginning, you know, they're climbing the Great Wall of China. Um, they just throw a grappling hook instead. But in the live action, they're running up the wall. Yes, I know what you're talking about. And like, okay, so the animation knew what they wanted to portray. It may not be 100% culturally accurate, but with the live action, they seem to want more of a realistic setting in the beginning. Like, for example, there was no Mushu. Um, there was no music. There wasn't much humor. Um, I was really mad about that they didn't have uh, the grandma there either. And then um, a part of that was that there was not a lot of character growth with these, with each character. The only one that I thought really had character growth was the villain of the movie. And she was really cool. Um, and I thought that maybe they could have done something with Mulan and her, uh, as like, may possibly a love interest. Um, that's what I was thinking um, when I was talking about the animation. Like, it would have been cool to see that route. But then they they were so close. I think they had, like, this one moment where they could have leaked and, like, just done it. But I think that they just didn't take that risk. And I thought that could have made it a better movie. I definitely agree. I would I would have been interested to see that. Like, that would have been really cool to have, like, part of the movie. But I also wanted to add to the fact of, like, all the things that you listed is that, like, Mulan had, like, superpowers, basically. And, like, it just wasn't real, like, it just didn't seem realistic in addition to also what Isabel said about how they just, the, like, the Huns ran up the wall or the Great Wall of China. Yeah, it just felt, I don't know, just felt off. Cartoon Mulan. Didn't know a single thing about fighting. Went into the training camp to, you know, actually learn. But in this one, the live action, she has a talent. But because it's unladylike, she has to suppress it. 
And so when she gets to the camp, she pretends like she doesn't know anything. And she is like suppressing her like, you know, deepest emotions and her deepest like desires of being like the best. And I would have to say when I saw it in the beginning, I was just kind of like, well, I get it. But I also don't. I think the incorporation of like the idea of like there's chi and how you manipulate that chi can help you in battle. And I... Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I would have to say like the whole superpower idea was very, very, int- I want, I don't want to call it weird, but I would say it's kind of interesting. Like you guys ever watched an anime and like there's a certain character that like pops up on the screen, it's supposed to be the main character, right? And you know, instead of there being like the whole underdog idea where it's like, oh, they're powerless in the beginning and they gain power over on <laughs> the um, plot line. Um, instead of that, this character would already have all their whole skill sets already like adapted doesn't need any more character growth can basically defeat the toughest of the toughest like you know monsters and then you know they don't really need anything they're just you know they're cool from the get-go you didn't really learn anything about them other than the fact that they probably have like a traumatic past and then you know suddenly they have all these skills they made Mulan OP from the get-go instead of working on that character growth like they did in the cartoon movie. Now with the cartoon movie, you know, you only have a certain amount of time. Kids don't have that long of an attention span, so obviously it was rushed. But I would have to agree with Rebecca that there was no character growth. It was really hard (laughs) to see any character growth. And the villain definitely had more character growth than the actual main character of the movie. And I actually liked the villain more than I liked Mulan. <laughs> Another reason why I would probably put on like the list of like pros of pros and cons of like the Mulan live action. My prince was Shang. Okay. Like my man was Shang and I was loyal. He was my number one and he's been my number one still. Right. And you know, I was kind of excited for the live action because I was like, oh my gosh, who are they going to have play Shang? I'm so excited, right? And then, you know, I find out that they decided, eh, we don't need Shang. We're going to take him out. (sighs) When I tell you how sad I was. Not only, like, the fact that there was so many things wrong with, like, the actual movie, but, like, just behind the scenes of the movie, I... I did not like as well. Like, yes, there was an Asian cast, okay? But there was a white director, a white costume designer, four white screenwriters, one white composer, a white cinematography uh, person, uh, a white film editor, and a white casting director. And so, like, you're not even getting any cultural aspects from people who actually lived in Asian culture or know of Asian culture. And I think that really shows in the movie because it was like they couldn't write Asian people well. Like, I, um, I'm kind of thinking of, like, Crazy Rich Asians and how they had everyone that was, like, they had so many people that were involved that were Asian. And I think that would have been made this movie a lot better and a lot more realistic 
if you look at the costumes and stuff, they're super bright colored. And that's very, like, non-traditional. Like, it's more, like, dimmed a little bit. And, like, I feel like Mulan's makeup in that one scene was very exaggerated. So, I don't know. Just the aspects of behind the scenes, um, I was very kind of really sad about for the movie. Because I think it could have been a lot better. And here's the thing, too. And, like, the original Mulan, like, cartoon that was adapted in 1998, Mulan was an only child. And, you know, realistically, there was a one-child rule back then. And it, and it probably still is now. I can't remember. But, um, you know, there was a rule that, like, families could only have one child. It was a one-child policy. And it was more realistic because, you know... It made sense with the culture, but to see the um, the movie, the live action, and see the sister in there, I'm like, okay, okay, she's got a sister in this one. That's cool. Uh, how is she going to be adapted in the plot line? She was not adapted whatsoever. I feel like she was just there to make Mulan look like different, to be like, oh yeah, my sister's quirky, like she's different from everyone else, like it it. She was just there to show what, like, a lady was considered in their society. So, like, the sister was just there to, like, be the embodiment of, like, ladylike charm. And then Mulan was just supposed to be, like, the quirky character. Uh, the black sheep, basically, out of the whole flock. And I feel like they could have done more with the sister. They could have talked about her more. They could have made her have a bit of a more, like, important role. I definitely think they, like, tried to make the movie different by just adding these random characters, but it, like, in the end didn't, like, it didn't work out because they added these characters and then took out the main characters that were in the original, and just, like, it just lost. I felt like when they took out the characters that they had, it just, like, lost um, all of the character development and then just all the ties that were kind of brought together to have that one motive to make Mulan like Mulan more like stand like stand out and then have like more of like a message to people and it just I just felt like it wasn't there personally I just feel like they would have been better off just to make the ne- an exact replica of the original um, movie I think so too E- like, either make it an original movie or, like, make it more fun. Like, if they were going to do a concept or, like, what about, like, if we were to look at, like, how Mulan was with Shane in the end. Like, if it was a continuation off of the second one, I think that would have been interesting if they wanted to go a different route. Um... And, like, they added mystical creatures in this live-action one, like, the phoenix and then the villain turning into the bird and stuff. And, like, that didn't make sense if they weren't gonna have Mushu. Because I feel like Mushu really carried both movies. And he brought a light aspect and brought, like, more. he helped Mulan have more of a personality, I guess, in a way. If that makes sense. Um, I don't know. It would have been cool to see 
I think Mulan talked more too. I feel like she really didn't say a whole lot in the movie. Like I, I was like, wait, why isn't there any talking? There's just silence for a lot of the movie. Yeah, and like the thing is too with like the whole idea and the incorporation of like the phoenix, right? I understand the background of the phoenix. I understand perfectly what it means and why why they put it in there. However, I think I would have to agree though that like, you know, if they were going to include the mystical idea of the phoenix, then why couldn't they, you know, conjure up a little a little Mushu to join, you know? Like the phoenix was there for certain aspects, but all it really did was just fly around, move on, and then appear in certain important scenes. They really did, like, to add on to the fact that Mulan wasn't talking much or, like, there wasn't a lot of, like, personality shown there. Like, they, I felt like they took out all the the characters that would have had that, like, had that in the movie. Like, they took out Mushu, cause, but, and they talk, like, majority of the movie. They took out Cricket and, like, just the fact that she always looked at that cricket to, like, kind of, you know, take care of it and stuff like that. And then the horse also had, well, had characteristics, but that I guess that wouldn't be realistic. And then they took out, like, there wasn't even the three, like, the three soldiers there to, like, kind of have her, like, go through things with. Like, it was just, like, and the fact that they helped her without even like having that emotional like going through the same things well they were going through the same things but like they didn't have any like bickering or anything like that I just felt like they just helped her out of like no reason just the fact that they helped her I would have to like okay so with the three soldiers right Yao Ling and Qian Po so I don't know if all of them were there in the movie. I do know that there was a soldier named Cricket for the personification of the Cricket character from the movie. But I did notice that there was Yao. You know, the, you remember, right? The shorter the shorter guard who was, like, always dressed in, like, some kind of pink or red. And always had a black eye. Um... He had a character in there, but like like I said, all three of them could have been in there, but because of the fact that there wasn't really any character buildup in the relationship between Mulan and the soldiers, as much as there was in the original movie, you couldn't tell who was who, because you couldn't remember who was who. Now, there were, like, some intimate moments when, like, you know, the soldiers were sitting down and thinking, like, oh my gosh, we're going to go to war. Like, do you guys have anyone waiting for you back home? Like, yeah, there was there were those scenes, like, scattered about. But I think that what, what was, like, a make-it-or-break-it kind of deal was the fact that, like, they didn't go into deeper discussion or deeper, like, um, exploration with the character relationships between Mulan and the soldiers. And I think that's what kind of messed it up as well. Like, even though I like the villain of the movie, I just think that even she didn't have a lot of backstory. Like, 
why she wanted she was the way she was or like we didn't get to see any character develop I mean, she was the most, but it still wasn't a lot. Like, the things that, why they were doing, the reasons why they were doing, I just didn't feel like that, that, that emotion towards it. And, like, I think the real only emotion is, like, the father in Mulan, like, in the beginning. But even, like, the mother in Mulan was kind of off. Like, I don't know. I felt weird about her because she was kind of being mean to Mulan. Um, but I get where they were going with that, but then, like, I'm like, eh, it was, like, okay. Okay, so moving on, uh, how do you think the movie represented Asian people or Asian culture in general? I think the representation was, like, they really wanted it to be there. Like, they had the actors and actresses, but, like, like I said before, I think I accidentally answered this question, but... There wasn't any representation behind the camera. Um, and that's really what showed in like the culture aspect too of it was like, I don't know, it would just seem really off or like fake. Like what um, Isabel was kind of saying in the beginning of like them running up the walls. I just felt like it was off because it didn't, I just felt like it was too. It wasn't chill enough. I don't know how to explain that, but I felt like it was just so everywhere that it wasn't, I don't know. I think what you mean by like not being chill enough, like I I get what you're saying because it didn't flow. Like the movie was like a constant stop, go, stop, go. Like it kind of didn't make sense at some point. You like the transitioning between each scenes kind of felt like either super long or kind of short. Like the parts that I actually wanted to see weren't there. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly kind of what I was saying. And then in addition to that, like the, when it, when we talk about like the setting of like the entrance, it felt like it was kind of like Aladdin. There should have been a little bit more earthy tones within like the opening scene where everybody's there i just felt like it was there was a lot of yellows and pinks like very bright colors i felt like that wouldn't have been like what it would have looked like realistically i would okay how i would answer this question like whether represented asian people or asian culture better i would have to agree with the fact that there wasn't really like although we had technically an all-Asian cast, we didn't get to see a lot of Asian culture directed within it. Like, it felt like a very touristy view on what we were looking at. Like, with Aliana saying how, like, some of the tones of, like, what characters were wearing or, like, some of the scenes that were in, they made it look like every day is fun, bright, colorful, and, you know, every day looks like a festival. Like, it's always a celebration. And, Really, that's not the case. The only time you would wear, like, bold colors is on, like, you know, a celebration or something to go to. For example, like, on Lunar New Year's, you wear red, right? And in certain Asian cultures, you wear, like, a certain traditional clothing that's bright because it's a celebratory day. But other than that, most of the tones are very muted and very neutral. 
for like everyday clothing. And another thing too is just that with direction behind the screen, it didn't, although they made it feel like they were taking the ballot into account for like the live action and saying they were going for a more realistic view, I honestly, especially with the way the Huns or the bad guys entered the uh, walls, it definitely felt like a mockery in a sense. Because like Rebecca was saying that although the cast was all Asian, the direct the direction, the costume designs, everything outside of that was not Asian-led or Asian-specific. And, you know, it just, again, it felt like another old kung fu movie that was just being generalized. So, quite frankly, I felt like it was just another movie with mild stereotypes. And it kind of it made me feel a different way. I was honestly thinking, like, what was... what. What stopped them from making it like the original? Just because it's like, even though it's like Disney, that there's like so many movies that like showed like worse things. Like, you know, in like Tarzan, the death of the the main evil guy, like it wasn't like the best, like, he kind of fell down and then it looked like he got hung in the in the shadows and like having that as like a thing that disney already put out like what is stopping them to what what's stopping them from like having that like snowstorm like happen i don't know more fighting or well, there was a lot of fighting in there but like yeah more realistic fighting would have been cooler i think they should have, they had a big budget, they should have went back to the basics of what the movie was, like, the idea of the movie, I guess. Like, if they, you could, there was some really cool, like, you know, kung fu scenes, like, in other movies, and they could have, they could have done something pretty cool with that, but they made it look so fake that it was kind of, bleh. I'm like, yeah, the realistic aspect of it is just like they said that they're it's gonna be realistic but then they have all these characters with like like Mulan having like superpowers or like the evil character have it like just turning into a phoenix like I just felt like they might as well just have Mushu but we already talked about that but yeah I was just confused by the time we got to Mulan like all the live actions that already happened like why didn't why what why did they have to make Mulan the different one where they just decided to change everything about the movie when already Lion King and Aladdin and and um Beauty and the Beast were all like realistic versions of the original movies like yeah that's the thing too it's like the the fighting could have been a little bit more realistic and i think what set the movie up for such like negative response was the fact that they said they were going to take a more realistic approach with the tale and that it wouldn't be you know there wouldn't be any like talking dragons or the lucky cricket or anything fantasy like and then they included the idea of like the phoenix and you know the female villain 
being able to manipulate her magic and transform into a bird and be able to manipulate things and like the idea of that like these people when they hopped off their horses climbed up the walls with some kind of magic power it overall was just kind of like it felt like a whole like I felt like it was contradicting what the directors set out for themselves. And I think that's why it wasn't really received well. And so, yeah, I, I would have to say that, like, realistically, did this movie represent Asian people or Asian culture? Absolutely not. I think also it's just sad. Like, I agree with you that it's, like, absolutely not realistic. And it doesn't really represent Asian people and culture and then it's just sad to think that like maybe some people would watch this and think that that was um a re- like that would represent asian people and asian culture but it's it's not like the best representation also okay this is kind of side a little bit off topic but there was no like food asian food in the movie I'm sorry, but, like, a big thing of Asian culture is the food. I don't know. Like, I think that was, like, a big aspect that they could have added. I know that's a really weird request, but there's just some cultural aspects that they could have added that are really small, but they didn't even have that. Did they also, like, did they show um, fireworks in the the live-action one? Because I felt like that would have, that kind of also is like a cultural thing, like during the New Year's for China, like having that many like fireworks and just kind of showing that that's like a thing. But I'm not, I can't even remember if that was in a live action or not. So to answer your question, Aliata, because actually I do remember how the ending went because it was so like different. No, I did not see any fireworks think the movie was a good adaptation of the ballad of Mulan you know like okay hear me out okay I would have to say it's in the middle for me like it's a 50 50 like there were aspects of the ballad within Mulan and some of it made sense but it wasn't a good adaptation of the ballad in general. And this is solely based off of just the actual ballad and not the 1998 film, by the way. But I don't, I don't think it really was a good adapta- adaptation of the ballad. I think they could have done better, especially with the budget they were given. Now, of course, it was kind of limited due to COVID-19, and I get that. But there could have been more to it. Yeah, the only part of the ballet I would say that they incorporated that I remember is like there were, she mentioned like two bunnies. Like there was this scene where she was on a horse and then there was two bunnies. But I can't remember what part of the ballet what that was exactly. I think it's disappointing personally. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I just didn't think like it was pretty good. Um, when it comes to the ballad, I didn't, I think it was okay, but the the movie was just not good. Like I said before, I think I'm just biased against it. I, I didn't think it was very representational. I didn't think it 
made a whole lot of sense. I mean, and there's like only a handful of things that I actually liked about the movie, the live action one. Um, and I love the animation ones, but yeah, I, I guess my holds got really high up there and it didn't meet my expectations and I don't think it really explained the ballot as well as it could. Okay, um, so finally, um, were there any aspects of the live action that you think cast Asians in a negative light? Um, if so, why? I don't think it was they it was like a negative light per se. I just think it wasn't an accurate light. If that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. Like the cultural aspect wasn't accurate, but it wasn't like it made fun of the Asian culture or anything. It's just it kinda just like pushed it under the rug. I just think that like and not accurate. I just think that's kind of like misleading. It I don't know if it could be like in a negative light, but it could be like someone might just like stereotype that or that movie for all Asians, but I don't think hopefully that doesn't happen. But um yeah. I just felt like they could have done better with like the fact that it was supposed to be like an a big Asian movie that it wasn't like accurate. So certain aspects of the movie like I would agree with Rebecca. Like I wouldn't necessarily put it as like a negative light but definitely like it wasn't culturally accurate um by any means at all um i do think that some of the movie had certain stereotypes that i feel like are dangerous to play with in this movie um specifically the one about like the roles of like males and females within the asian community I think that is what I would kind of um, regard as like viewing in a negative light. I also think that like the the unrealistic aspect of like how certain characters fought or how they were portrayed, uh, the idea of chi basically, that that might be misinterpreted later on and it could be like kind of a misconception. Uh, I also think that, like, what what we were talking about earlier with, like, the costume designs and, like, some of the clothing colors were, like, more bright and they made it feel as if, like, oh, this is an everyday thing. Um, that maybe it kind of paints an unrealistic um, view on certain Asian cultures. But, yeah, that's what, that's... That's all I would have to say for things I would think about are like viewed inaccurately or could probably be cast in a negative light. Well, that's all for the discussion of the original Mulan versus the live action. And next up is Kate, Becca, and Teresa bonding with two truths and a lie. Hello, 
beautiful humans. Welcome to the third episode of Safe Space with Ace. I'm Isabel Hardesty, the liaison of Ace. Today we're going to talk about Mulan, both the live action and the original. All opinions stated here are solely the opinions of Ace members and do not reflect WSU's views.
Hi, my name is Becca Chai. I am majoring in chemistry and I am, have a math minor. I am a junior and I am the secretary of ACE. Hi, my name is Teresa Paul. I'm a junior and I'm majoring in biology. Um, I'm also the treasurer for ACE. Hi, my name's Kate Jones. I am a media studies major and I have a minor in marketing and creative writing. I also have a certificate in digital media and writing. I am a junior and I am ACE's PR and social chair. Okay, awesome. Now that we've introduced ourselves, uh, we're going to start playing Two Truths and a Lie. In our last episode, we explained how this would go, so we're going to follow that same format. Uh, and I'll go first. Okay, so I broke my wrist when I was six. One professor made us turn in an exam with a fake name. And my first pet was a bird that I named Tweety. Which one of those do you think is the lie? The the one, so that's so either, weird. If you had either. A, it's either the exam one or the bird one. Because that's so weird for a professor to have you turn in an exam with fake names. What if it's but, like whoever had the most creative fake name got more extra credit, you know? What if they use like a school then, ID instead to do it? Oh. You know? And that's so weird that I feel like it's not true, but then that's why she put it in. <laughs> I think breaking your wrist at six is believable, though. I think that's pretty common. Well, not, like, common, but, like... Does it have to be a wrist? It could be, like, a finger or another bone. <laughs> but she also animal. said her first pet. Her first pet was a bird. Maybe she had a bird as her second or third pet. <laughs> also, maybe the name might be wrong. Maybe the bird is not called Tweety. Maybe she didn't even have a bird. Okay, I'm gonna say that the exam one is true. I'm gonna say... Me too. Ah. <sighs> oh. I'm going to say that, actually, I don't know. This doesn't help when you're very indecisive. <laughs> and I feel like all of us are very indecisive. Okay, I'm just going to go with the one that she broke her wrist when she was six. Because I feel like, I feel like the bird one could be true. Wait, so you're saying the one that I broke my wrist when I was six, that's the lie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, what about you, Teresa? That's what I wanted to say first, yeah. I think you breaking your wrist at six is a lie. Okay, cool. Is that your final guess? Are you sure about that one? No, not when you say <laughs> it like that. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to say yes. Alrighty. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, congratulations. You were right. <laughs> Yay! You were right. That's exciting. Yeah. I honestly wasn't sure whether you were going to pick that one or the bird one, just because I figured you'd think the second one was true, just because it was really specific. Okay, please explain the second one, though. Okay, <laughs> so one of my professors, Melissa Spirit, she's a communications professor, right? And so she gave us this one exam, and she was like, all right, guys, when, I, when you turn in your exam, I want you to write down a nickname instead of your actual name and we were all like wait what but we all did and some of them had really weird nicknames if i'm honest um yeah some of them had really weird nicknames and then she was like 
All right, good. Now I can grade these without being like biased, I guess. She was just like, it's like blind grading because I don't know who's, whose paper this is. And so we all had to write our fake names so that it could be like a blind grade. Oh, that's cool. Okay. That's and then how about the third one? Yeah, I actually did have two pet birds, but the first one was named Tweety, but she was really mean. So we couldn't keep her and we ended up getting a different bird. What kind of bird was it? It was a cockatiel. Ooh. Yeah. She was very pretty, all like gray colored. That's cute. Gray is a pretty color. It is on a I bird. Was like blue, green. It I thought she was really pretty, but I was also like really young. <laughs> so <laughs> Did you take any pictures? Uh, I didn't have a phone, so no. <laughs> I also Wait, didn't have a camera. Were, how old were you when you got Tweety? Uh, this was before I had my dog, so I was like seven, maybe? Wow. Yeah. I think I was like seven. Maybe a little older, a little younger, but... Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then, like, the broke my wrist thing. I've never actually broken any bones yet. Yet. Yo, same. But I haven't gonna... either. Oh, we love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Who's going next? Okay, I'll go next now. So my first one is that my favorite color is royal blue. My second one is that I can read and write in six languages. And my third one is that I have two ear piercings. Which one do you think is a lie? I have this immediate urge to go to your, like, any photos I have of you to check if you have two <laughs> ear piercings. Are you talking about, like, two piercings in each ear or, like, two piercings as in, like, two in both your ears? Like, two like, in each you know ear. The four total, yeah. Uh, no, you don't. I don't think do so. Hmm? I believe. I I believe. The, oh, do I believe the six languages? That's a lot of languages. That's super cool. That's true. It is. A I lot know of at languages. least like. I feel like you know at least like three languages though. Like I. Wait, when you say read or write six languages, do you mean like fluently or just like? Not fluently, but I could. I could read it. I could write it. Just some of them pretty fluent, some of them not as fluent. Okay. See, I feel like with that, it could be true is the thing. Yeah. I really feel like it's... And then, like, what if it's favorite five? color. What if it's don't... seven? Teresa, oh, don't do this that. to me. <laughs> what if it's only two? Teresa, don't do this to me. <laughs> what if it's only one? No, that's false. No, no, you, no. <laughs> what if it's, what if her favorite color isn't actually royal blue and it's like some other shade of blue? Oh my god, I would hate you if you did that. <laughs> <laughs> but also when you said that, the first thing that I thought of was the book Red, White, and Royal Blue. Oh. Never heard of that book. 
it's gay <laughs> and it's about royalty and I love it. You should read it. I love that for you. Maybe. We'll Maybe. see. Okay. Put it on my list. All right. Okay. I really want to look at any photos I have to try <sighs> and check and see if the ear earring thing is true. I want to say that it's true, but at the same time, I'm like, no, you don't. But then again, have I really looked that closely? <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that's not true, but it could just be that I've never seen you with them. How many do you think I have? Three. Do you have three? I feel yeah. like you do have a double in one ear. Okay, that would be two. Or wait. Wait, you mean like a double in one ear and then one in the other? Or just that oh. one? Is that what you meant? People do that. Oh. I don't yeah. know. Oh. I, I don't know. I don't have my ears pierced. I don't either. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say that the language one is true because that's really impressive. And if you say that's the lie, I'm going to be really disappointed <laughs> in you. <laughs> um, Let's see. Can I just... I'm going to go with the ear piercing one because I just never noticed. <laughs> and I feel like you don't... But, like, it could be true. You know what I mean? But if, you're, if your favorite color is not royal blue, I swear. <laughs> There's so many types of blues, huh? So many shades. That's really Why not helping my confidence. I really feel like it's going... Like, I want to say it's the ear piercings one, but then you're going to be like, oh, no, that one's true. You just haven't noticed it. But my favorite color is actually, like, orange or something. <laughs> <laughs> she said no. So the color one is true. Wait, no. <laughs> Would that be the opposite? Wait. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to guess and say it's the it's the ear piercings one and I'm going to be wrong. But that's my final guess. Me too. That's the one I'm picking, too. Okay, so you guys said that I don't have two ear piercings. But the truth is that I do have two ear piercings. And the lie was the fact that my favorite color is royal blue. That's not true. My favorite color is purple. It's pretty simple. I had to Google different shades of blue to be specific. But yeah, that's false. I hate you. I, oh my god. I feel like you told us that your favorite color is purple. Like, I feel like yeah. you told us this. I feel, yeah. I, I feel like I knew that, too. Oh my god. Do I you, do you normally, oh my god. Do you normally wear all four earrings in? Um, not every day. I forget a lot of the times, so. Mm. Yeah, but they're usually studs. I don't wear long ones. Mm. I feel super unobservant now, though. <laughs> like, I feel like I should have noticed that. Yeah, we're like eye level, you know? You're not wow. like much taller than me. Thanks, <laughs> Teresa. Thanks. I'm calling both of us short. <laughs> both of us. <laughs> your hair is always in front of your... <laughs> no, my hair is always tied like this when I'm not... Uh, okay, that's true. So it's, like, visible. I'm just really unobservant. Oh, my Excuses. Okay, Fine, but I'm I don't have my ears pierced, pierced, and Kate doesn't have her ears pierced, so we don't have the tendency yeah, to look at it. other people's ears. Yeah, too bad. You still got it wrong. Thanks. Dang it! Thanks. I can feel the I love. Hate, 
I hate how you used a color as your lie. <laughs> I, I hate that you were so specific because that's what got me. I was like, no, this is this is too specific. And it was a lie. Oh my gosh. Okay, please explain the second one though. Well, I want to know all of your Oh my god, are these? Yeah. Different shades oh of blue. God. I just googled it. But also explain your second one. What what are the languages? Okay, so um, I can read and write in English, Spanish, that's another language, um, and then three Indian languages, which is Malayalam, Tamil, Hindi, and I can also read and write in Korean, so that's six languages. I'm so impressed. Yeah, that's cool. Thanks. See, I knew that one was true. <laughs> All right. Okay, so my two truths and a lie is that I've been to Korea four times in my life. My favorite food is KBBQ, and my favorite dessert is popping soup. And then I've been doing gymnastics for 13 years of my life. So, like, I remember when I was texting everyone being like, hey, give me a fun fact for your ACE introductions. I remember specifically asking for your favorite food, but not your favorite dessert. So I feel like this one's true. But I feel like she also could have switched it. And then you just increased your trip to Korea by one. So I, don't, I feel like that's also still, you still could have gone more than four times. Wait, the gymnastics one, it was since 13? Or No, so I've done gymnastics for 13 years of my life. So since you were like seven or eight. I don't know. Is it true? I mean, that's when I started gymnastics, but... I don't know. I don't know if that's your favorite dessert. I feel like that one would have been super easy to lie about. You just picked a random dessert. It's like shaved shaved ice cream, shaved ice. Yeah, it's like Korean style shaved ice, and then you can put like a bunch of like different toppings on it. Now I'm hungry. I've seen pictures of it, and I've always wanted to try it, and it looks really good. But I, I don't know, I feel like you've been to Korea more than four times. I really want to say that one's the lie, but then she'll say like, well, actually, I've only been to Korea four times, but they've come and visited me <laughs> or something. Or gymnastics could be 12 years. 12 and a half. 12 and 11. Half. If it's 12 and a <laughs> if you tell us, oh no, I only did gymnastics for 12 and a half years, I swear. <laughs> Okay, so like if you I started, like you go to Korea more often, and yeah. not just four times in your twenty years. Of life. Yeah, come on, four is too low. I feel like it's more than four. I want to say it's the first one. Plot twist: they're all lies. Yo, could you blame me if that actually happened? Though <laughs> I feel like that's like a true scenario that <laughs> could actually come true. That's okay. All right. I'm just gonna say the the going to Korea only four times is the lie. I feel like I'm wrong, but I'm gonna say it. Okay, yeah, I agree too. I think you've been to Korea more than four times. I think that's a lie. <laughs> okay, so you guys are actually correct. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in reality, I I switched it, but I've actually have been to Korea five times. It's not that much different, but um. 
I think, when was the first time I've been? I know we usually try and go every like four-ish years or so. So I know last time I went last summer, I think. And then the year time before that, I went like freshman year. And then the time before that, it was like in fifth grade, I think. And then I think I went when I was like more a kid. But no, I asked my mom before and I was like, how many times have I been? So she was like, five. So good job, guys. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, also the one for gymnastics. I think I said it wrong at the beginning. So I kind of reset it the second time. Mm -hmm. But um, so I've done gymnastics for 13 years of my life. So I started when I was like four or five. And then I stopped when junior year of high school. Wait. But then I kind of restarted in college for like a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So around 13 years of my life, I've been doing gymnastics. That's exciting. Nice. That's so cool. I wish I could do gymnastics. Should have asked my parents. <laughs> Never did it. <laughs> I wish Let's I go to a gym sometime. Let's go to gym? a gym sometime. Yep. Wow. I a gymnastics a gym. I can do a cartwheel. Oh my god. I want to go to the trampoline park. Like Sky Zone or, or like Ooh. I don't know what else is there. Yeah. I've been once. It was fun. I couldn't flip though, so all I was doing was jumping. That's okay. <laughs> it I gets really flip. tiring after a while. But it's really fun. Nice, nice. I think we should go sometime. We should. We should also go get food sometime. Again. We should have gone during the spring break. We should have. Dang. I was free too. Like for two hours. Yeah, we could have just two hours. We could have done it for two hours. Oh, did I explain my animal one? Your animal one? Okay. Um, so I actually had two cats when I was younger. Oh my god. <laughs> they were American short-haired, and um, so we got them when they were, like, kittens, and we got the short-hairs because they didn't really shed as much, but, like, I was allergic, but I still wanted cats, and so we got She's them as kittens. Uh... <laughs> Wait, what were their names? Nah. Um, so one of them was Leo, the other one was Tiger. Um, <laughs> and then they, as they were, like, grew up, like, they, like, started shedding more, and so then I started getting, like, more itchy, like, and more allergic, mm -hmm. and so they ended up going to my grandparents' house. Oh, So. Are you allergic to sphinx cats? I have no idea, but they're not soft <laughs> and fluffy. Yeah, they always kind too. of freak me out. <laughs> I think they look cute. I think they look, they, they look cute. What? I think they look weird. Uh, I, I'm gonna they go look with weird. <laughs> they look weirdly cute. Damn, so did I win this two truths and a lie? I feel so proud. Oh, wait, because oh, you got everyone. Yeah. Wow, Teresa's our winner. Wow. <laughs> All the claps for you. I'm so proud. Thank you. <laughs> 
<laughs> she knows a lie when she spots it. <laughs> Although yours was really, yours made me mad. I was like, how did you choose a color to be your lie? Um, oh my goodness. It worked. It worked. I'm so upset that that one worked. Because, <laughs> like, I feel like I knew that it wasn't blue. But I was still like, Me no, too. this is too specific. This is too specific. I was fooled. Shame. <laughs> yeah, too. I looked up, like, types of blues, and it showed me so many blues that I've never heard of. But royal blue is something it's pretty common, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your favorite shade of purple? Purple is also my favorite color, too. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I have to look that up right now. <laughs> What's yours? I like, I like a lighter shade, kind of like towards lavender color. Ooh, pretty. Yeah, I would choose a lighter one, not, not a dark. I'm also looking up shades of purple. Ooh. Plum okay. is purple? Yeah. Yeah, I like lavender. Ooh. Um, let's see. I also kind of like the amethyst color. Oh, that's pretty. If anyone listening also wants to look at this color scheme, it, there's so some <laughs> really weird color names. There's boysenberry. Boysenberry is like a like a mix between like red and purple. It's like a dark, like maroon colorish. Oh, I like this one that says heliotrope. That's pretty. I would have to say my favorite is. Mauve? Is that how you say it? M-A-U-V-E? Mauve. Yeah. Mauve. Yeah, that looks looks perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going with lavender and amethyst. That's fair. Also, I kind of like orchard. Orchid. Orchid? Wait. Orchid. Orchid. I I think he meant orchid. Orchid! (laughs) Are you looking at this one? No, oh, I'm no. looking at oh. a different one. Oh, okay. What is it? I'm looking at this one. Ding, ding. Oh, okay, oh. I saw that. I love that we're all looking at completely different things. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Kate, you said when I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's called Heliotrope. It's pretty. And that's all for today's episode of Safe Space with Ace. For more, follow us on Instagram at WSU underscore Ace. Thank you for listening to our discussion on the live-action Mulan. Don't forget to join us next month for our next episode, Growing Up as an Asian American. Stay safe out there. Ace out.